Welcome to Extract Talks with Dr. John podcast. Dr. John is CEO and president of Extract Lab and United Science, an industry leader in hemp, cannabis, and the extraction industry. Listen closely as Dr. John talks about his experiences, CBD extraction methodology, and the ins and outs of owning your own business. Dr. John teaches you healthy business practices, how to increase your profits, and steps to take your CBD company to a whole new level. Let's dive in. Hey, welcome. Appreciate you being here. I love these episodes. We're doing really well. Yeah. We're getting just a flurry of questions. (laughs) (laughs) And some of them are kind of funnier than others. Some of them we can't even share on air. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot of them that come in, and some of them are, are very, very good. So keep on asking us questions. Whenever I see the list of questions, I'm like, oh, that's got to go in the RFAQs yep. table, or, yep. hey, you know, we should make a calculator for that, or, you know, we have a ton of different things that we do along those lines. But, uh, yeah. you know, one of the questions that we always, uh, you know, do get asked quite a bit. Who should I hire? Where should I hire? What should I do? How should I do it? Run I'm wearing it. all the hats. I'm getting exhausted. Who right. should I hire? Who's the, what's the, what's the first five hires? What right? are the first five hires? What are the first five hires? Okay. So go, let's start off with, uh, like just an investor. He's, he's, uh, he's a operator owner. Okay. Yep. So who do we got? Who, who, who should he hire first? Oh my gosh. Sales. <laughs> get a customer. Oh yeah. That's a good idea. Get a, get a customer. So he's probably owner operator slash salesman slash marketing guy. So, yeah, slash okay. Yeah. Processor that's, a, that's the, that's the first thing. Exactly. Yeah. You should get a, you should get a customer. Um, you know, so, Hey, I look, I have, I have this person, I have this person, I have this person. They said that they would do this amount, this amount, and this amount. And I think that if I put this together, I can fulfill that need. Yeah. So identifying what the customer need is and then and, and sure being that more specific, that is uh, what business are you in? If you're getting into processing, are you a farmer wanting to vertically integrate to process your own stuff mm-hmm. and those of your others? Okay. All of a sudden those other f- farmers around you they're your customer, right? Right. If you're selling bulk, um, distillate, isolate, broad spectrum, whatever it is, you need to know who, who are you selling that to? Right. It's not, this is not an, if you build it, they will come mentality. That's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. You need, you need to have a customer. Okay. Okay. So then um, I'm, I I got my customers. I know who, I know who I'm going to sell to. Okay. And I know what I'm going to sell. I'm going to create a company that is going to produce CBD candy. Can't no, we I'm don't. Gonna, CBD is not candy. Uh, CBD candy for adults. <laughs> gummies, uh, gummies. Yes, okay. I'm going to produce CBD gummies. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, that are holistic and natural, uh, and don't taste very good. They're <laughs> not a, candy. No, they're not candy. <laughs> AKA CBD CBD candy. <laughs> so, okay, With really do pretty flavors. Do they have sugar in them? Absolutely. Yes. So they must be candy. Okay. Let's okay. Anyway. <laughs> So there I am. I'm gonna, I know what I'm going to produce. Okay, great. So now what do I, what do I do next? What do, who do, who do I hire? A lot of people, they'll go out and try to find someone technical. Yes, they will. I need a better formulation. Or I need, I need someone to help me get there. Who should I hire? Oftentimes it comes up with a business plan. Yep. So they will have a business plan if they're not the investor. 
they'll say, okay, well, who do I need and who, who are my first five hires? Who is it, right? Well, who's going to affect the bottom line the most when you offload that? When you hire someone, the hires are always taking that hat off of your plate and giving it to somebody else. Yep. And how does that impact you the most? What is going to take the most time with the least return for you? Right. Right? Right. So um, where do the accountants fit into this? Wow. You need an accountant early, and whether you that's do. internally or external, you, you, you need do. an accountant. But you can do, again, now you're giving uh, that hat to uh, kind of a bookkeeper slash accountant right. slash quality person, right? right. right? That's, right. that's a typical role right. of multiplicity. You need someone who's going to be able to help you with the recipes. You need someone who knows how to put those recipes together. So you got the idea for the gummy. You need someone there who's going to do that. A formulator? Often, a formulator, yeah. A formulator. Someone who can go into their, you know, kind of a cook, actually, yeah. um, or someone like that who, who can put things together. They don't have to necessarily have a technical background they just need to know how to measure things and understand the basics of concentration so they get to wear one of those white hats and talk with a swedish accent yeah they can they can do that <laughs> they, can, they like can do that or, 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 or a french <laughs> no no french accent would be oh. much better oh yeah because we do french gummies here french gummies yes okay yes they <laughs> what flavor are french gummies snail uh, uh, escargot red red wine i don't know red wine sauce <laughs> I, I, I don't know Beef bourguignon <laughs> for <laughs> the doggies. Foie gras. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all good. Yeah, he did say they didn't taste good. Uh, well, you know, I don't know. I thought it was tasting pretty good. Well, I if did, you add sugar to anything, it tastes uh, good. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It, sugar to beef broth does not taste good. Oh. It just doesn't. Yeah, yeah, I would probably agree with that. Yeah. And probably escargot, same thing. <laughs> just I'm going. Something so work. <laughs> So you're probably going to need to have someone to do your formulations. Formulations. For you. So that yeah, would be so your second hire. That would be, yeah, that would be my second hire. What was the first hire? Oh, the sales guy. Sales. Okay. Yeah, well, that's that's because you're a salesperson. Uh, yeah. First thing, if I if I was an operator owner, I would first make sure that I had my packaging and my my formulations all set. Yeah. That's what I would. And do. I would. And see, now that's where we shift because I would say I would find somebody who wants something, whether that's my brand or others. But I would find somebody who has a problem and or find an area that has an opening in yeah. the market. Yeah. And fill that. So yeah. that to me is sales. That yeah. is something mar sales and marketing of yeah. understanding what I'm going to sell and where. Right. And then making sure that I can build or formulate. Right. That product to that. Right. So. Maybe they're maybe they're tandem. Maybe they're, maybe those are the first two hires. Yeah, and I it mean, could be you. They could you're, be you. That's what I was thinking. You know, typically the owner operators are they're the guys who have the idea. They yep. wouldn't do it just from the standpoint of hey, we're scientists and we know how to do science, and therefore, you know, we build it and they will come. Yep. And see, Th so that that works that works for the National Science Foundation. And it also works for the National Institutes of Health, but it doesn't work in like the real world. And see, I found that you know a lot of you out there and a lot of the people that I know are are. As owner operators, they're one of those. Yeah, yeah, they're one of those. Yes, they're one exactly. of those. So if you're a formulator with an idea with a product, you know the this really cool whiz bang. Yeah, you need sales. You yeah. need you need that's your first hire. Right. If you're if you're a sales and entrepreneur and really go out there and go, then you need a formulator. Right. Who exactly. Who can build that? Yeah. Exactly. So I think it's an either. <clears throat> so get your formulator together. 
And then it, you need to put your business plan together that really says, okay, hey, look, I'm going to, here's my, here's my area that I'm going to yeah. be in. I'm going to be in a brand or I'm going to be a brand vertical integrated. I'm going to, maybe I'm going to buy crude and then process it, or maybe I'm going to make crude and, and then, uh, you know, buy, buy, yeah. buy, uh, biomass. So I'll have biomass and, uh, you know, distillate products and I'll have uh, wax products and things like that. So you need to decide what you're, what's in and what's out. Yep. And then, you know, from the standpoint of your hires, though, having that formulator there is a good idea because yes. he's the guy who's going to be saying, okay, well, here's all the recipes that I need. Um, we can provide those recipes for you. Yep. Um, so if you have, um, you know, we have a formulation service. Um, one thing about that would be, you know, when you rely on us, what does that look like? I'm, you know, I guess someone would come, you know, typically if they would talk to our sales guys or they would talk to me, we'd say, oh, first, first question I'd ask is what, what, what's your product? Yeah. How many do you want to make? Yeah. That type of thing. Yeah. Right. And you should have some sort of idea from the customers you talk to. And then we could, and then what I would immediately say is, you know, Hey, we can, we've done these formulas before yeah, we can do, we that. know the packaging equipment and we can, how far upstream do you want to do it? I think it might be good for you to start off at the, you know, from distillation down. Yeah. And then here you, here's, here's what you're going to need for your batch records. Here's what you're going to need for consulting on your formulations. And yep. here's what you're going to need for, um, you know, maybe some solvent removal if you're buying crude, yep. and then you'll work those numbers up into, uh, you know, into a business plan. Yep. Um, some people say, Hey, look, I have a lot of biomass already. And so I want to go all the way through. And when and we talk no about, at all. when we talk about business plan, what, what we're really saying very simply, just cut it down to simple because some people go, you know, <laughs> they get paralyzed yeah, when you business say business plan. plan. Right. They think what about you, 30 page written document, yeah, right? What you really need to know is what am I going to make? Who's going to buy it for how much, how much is it going to cost me to make this and how much will somebody pay for it and hopefully this is more than this because yes. that's profit and you want to make sure that you're operating profitably not negatively right okay it, revenue is irrelevant yes in in almost 100 percent of the cases if you are selling something and losing if you're bringing in a dollar and losing 10 cents right. stop doing that right yeah don't don't well you want to just write your customer check yeah. You know, forget about, forget about doing anything. Just say, Hey, look, I like you so much. I'm not going to do anything. Here's a thousand dollar check. Just take it. Yeah. Here you, know, you go. Like, I, <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Cause Make you actually sure are writing. Something. If you're making 10 cents, 20 yeah. cents, 30 cents, and, and, and a typical in, in our industry, you want to be making somewhere between 20 and 30%. If you're a dispenser, you're, 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 you're making more. You're thinking you're buying it and you're, you've got a 50%, you know, hundred percent markup. Whoa. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Mm -hmm. Well, what else comes out of that? Right. That's just your cost of goods. Right now, you've got your overhead, your your labor, every your lights, your everything. So right. you want you want to know what all of your costs are, and and make sure that what you're selling it for is real. Right. And there's a somebody who's ready to pay that money for that. Right. 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 So a business plan is just making sure that your price you're selling it for exceeds your cost yeah and those those uh that that data is typically delivered in the form of a pro forma bingo income statement yep and, and keep it uh, simple and, and in fact you can go onto our website and you can ha go to the automatic pro forma generator a lot of people have done this they get the you know parameters out so they can 
the inputs for their you it's know, spectacular for their particular things. So and just I've go had people it. go and take that, run it, and deliver it, and go to their friends and family to raise money yeah. for their operation. Absolutely, that's what they. That's all they need. Yeah, so, I was just this week, uh, this last week, I was looking at a company. It's kind of interesting when you talk about profit. Um, just a sidebar here. We, you know, this company was in the ancillary business. Okay, kind of like what we are. Mm. Um, $158 million in sales. Wow, that's pretty yeah. good. That's really yeah. awesome. That's really awesome. Okay, $148 million in COGS, which means cost of goods. Oh. So with, that's the oh. gross, wait, what? wait, 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 gross margin of $10 million. Gro gross Hang on. margin, S not net SG&A was minus $80 million. $80 million. That's what I'm talking about. So you had uh, stupid. You, the, the 10 million could not pay for the 80 million. So you had a minus 70 million bottom loss. line. That's a loss. Yeah. And uh, okay. Is and the, NOL is that operating loss care for it is, is nice. If you've got billions that you need to offset, but most of us don't have that. <laughs> right. And you know, the, the, yeah. So anyway, I think that that's something that you need to think about. And you know, when also when you do your investing, Look, there's there's no there's fundamental issues with that business. Yep. I'm not naming the business, but if they can only generate 10 million in gross margin on 158, yeah, that's a you know. Look, guys, okay, if you're in manufacturing, here's the thing: uh, you got people who are doing fire sales on kilos of material. Hmm. That's not going to be around for long. Those are people who are going out of business for whatever, and they're just fire sailing it off. So there's. They're basically, uh, you know, a lowering of the overall cost of crude and things like that. Sure. I, don't, I think it's going to kind of, it's going to definitely uh, increase uh, when you have actually more people in here who are actually doing it for, you know. Mm. Okay, so um, look, the, at the end of the day, it's really important that when you do your, uh, when you do your pricing, that you set a margin to the point where you can actually sustain uh, SGNA, right? So that means your gross margin has to be, you know, 50, 60%. At least. The, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so that, that's it's gross in order margin. to have, in order to have enough money there to pay for sales, yep. administration, marketing, yep. maybe some research. Those are dollars. operating costs. So yeah. the difference between your cost of goods and your sales price, that gives you a gross margin. That gross profit margin is really the, the nomer. GPM, gross profit margin, and everything that you take out of that for your rent, for your lights, for your labor, for right. all of that, that those are operating um, costs. And then once you're there, now you have an operating profit. Right. Hopefully. So we're far afield on our uh, top five people. No, but, but that's actually, I, I think that that's good. I think it's important. I, I think yeah. the third one is really that accountant. Right? You think so? I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hire them until the very last. Okay. Number I mean, I, but you need, as an owner, you need to be aware of this. You need mm -hmm. to know what's going on and whether you have somebody helping you do this. If you can do it, great. And you should be. If you're getting into business, these are the fundamentals of things you should know mm -hmm. when you hang out your shingle. Yeah. Okay. Right, exactly. I, I, I'm. I'm good with that. Well, I mean, yeah. Okay. So you need a. You need a bookkeeper. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Obviously have to have that. Right. Right. You have to have someone who is doing the transactions, whether you're using QuickBooks, but then at the end of the year or even on a quarterly basis, you need an accountant to take those, uh, take that balance sheet, take, take the trial balance basically from QuickBooks 
and produce an income statement for you, yeah. right? So that, yeah. that would be something that you need to do. Yeah. And I but think it, that that's good. You can, you can do that on a yearly basis. People typically do that for tax purposes. So one of the things that you've mentioned is where are you, where are you, where do you make the most revenue and profit or profitable revenue? And what we're finding is that the segmentation that's happened in the industry is you've got a farmer and farmers are struggling because mm-hmm. they're not finding where to sell, sell their, their products. Yeah, they want to produce, and then they're like, oh, hey, I got all this biomass. Where do I sell it? Where do I sell it? And right. then you've got processors who are looking to buy the, the, the biomass or source it or split it or do whatever, and then they're looking for somebody to buy the end product, whether that's uh, distillate, an ingredient, or whatever, ingredient, or right. yeah, the bulk sale of right. ingredients, or charge the farmer to toll that. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Then you have the packagers. uh, Really, it's the brand Mm -hmm. who wants that product or that that is buying that. And it's the formulator or the brand who needs that done. And then they get uh, the packager. So now they're working with a co-packer. Right. To to buy that, to put it together. And then they put it in uh, something that goes to a distributor. Right. (laughs) Who then Which sells to a wholesaler. To, uh, well, sometimes it's a wholesaler. But let's just go right to the retailer. Yeah. Let's go right to the retailer, whether that's a convenience store or a mom and pop dispensary, whatever. But that is that is the line, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then you have the ancillary guys, the accountants and the marketing groups mm-hmm. and the consultants and brokers and everything all on the... But I'm finding that there are more people, like farmers, are vertically integrating into that next step. Mm-hmm. I'm finding that the, where you're making more money is when you're when you're biting off two segments, not just trying to be in one. Right. And in fact, in the extraction, you've got ju- not only the, the 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 processing side of it, but now you've got extraction pre pre processing, extraction, and post processing. Right. And I'm finding there's a lot of people who right now who are getting into the post processing because. Farmers are and other people are taking it to winterize crude. Right, and then they're like, okay, I need it. I need it to a point where the formulator can actually use it. So I'm going to bring it into a distillate or an isolate. So then they're paying all that money for that. They might as well. They might as well go ahead and right. so and they're buy have, the equipment for that. Yeah. But or or they're they're there. I've got people who are just buying whether it's you know the winterization or the distillation and the isolate side of it. Mm-hmm. So now they're doing all of that post processing as a separate business. Mm-hmm which is very interesting to me. Yeah. And then they're going into doing their own packaging. So there are, there are real cool refined segments. So who would be your third hire? Well, um, so I would have, okay, so you'd have your owner operator, yep. um, and then you'd have, uh, what was my second one? Formulator. Formulator, yeah, okay. And so I, be, the reason I do the formulator is to, to meet the uh, end user need, right? Yes. Um, yep. y- Okay, so then um, I would go ahead and get an operator, yep. you know, to operate my equipment if I was going to get the equipment, depending on my business model and wha- how I wanted to do it. But I'm, uh, I was going to have some sort of operations. Sure, you're going to want to have someone there who, um, who, who can. What what are you looking for? You're looking for someone who's organized. Yes. Who's effective. Yes. Okay. A- if you don't have an effective person in that operations, uh, you know, kind of management role. Um, they're not going to get effective people around them. Correct. They're, they're, you can always tell if there's a lot of spinning wheels, 
a lot of uh, smoke, a lot of a lot of dirt going up in the air, but not a lot of action. That's you, you probably have the wrong operations crew. Okay, so I'm thinking of throwing the ball for my dog. <laughs> when when the ball goes past her, <laughs> she she stops and there's just dirt flying. Dirt everywhere. flying everywhere. Like, <laughs> it's just kind of. Spinning. What about you? What would you? Who would you hire for the third one? No, I agree. I had the operator as okay. the third as well. I mean, you could you could get some guy. Usually the operator the guy who's going to run the machines is not going to be someone who can run your crew okay correct um so maybe maybe you want to start off with just the operator since you're the operator owner you're going to want to you know you would you would basically be the first guy to you know kind of be the operations guy right you'd want to know everything that's going on but you're training that person you're training that person in saying hey here's what has to do here's all your sops and by the way, we would help you with that training. We would help you with that, that yeah. knowledge. We would help you with all of Whenever that. Whenever we do installation on site, you go through a site acceptance test and you see everything. And we work with you on how it's installed, right. how everything connects, everything. Right. You mentioned, you know, on one of our other podcasts, the teardown, everything going yeah. back and forth. Yeah. But you go through that. And then there's a whole training that we do right. with the owner operator and the operator itself, the person right. who's going to actually run the machine. Um, so one thing we do is like, we always try to not train the op, the owner of the machine because what they end up doing is then trying to train yeah. their guy. And then, no. you know, usually it's gotta be both. It's gotta be both. Yeah. So that's really helpful. I mean, cause we have certain training protocol. A lot of things are missed if, in that case. We want to make sure that we, you know, the, remember the owner operator is trying to do accounting. He's trying to do sales. He's trying to do operations. Yep. He's trying to do all those mm-hmm. things. So he's really not there to really run the machine. He's, you're going to need to have someone to do that. Yep. Okay. So, okay. Um, so I would kind of get either one or more operators. And these are all, um, you know, basically 15 to $20 an hour type of positions. Yep. Okay. Someone who's going to, you know, get in there, um, roll up his sleeves, you know, run and own the equipment, make sure things are clean, uh, deliver, package up along with the formulator. And the formulator is going to take the stuff that the operator from the operations gives them. They're going to formulate them up, package them up. They're probably going to be working together really well yep. and then uh, ship it out. So and I would say the only thing I would challenge on that is I, yeah. I think that first operator that you hire is not the 15 to 20. It's more the probably 18 or 20 to 20. 23 mm-hmm. 25 i think you you want a better caliber of person because that's the person you're going to be handing that off to and you need to trust them i could see that yeah i think that that's a good good thought um someone someone who's willing to um to really to step up to the yep. plate basically. take some ownership of the take some ownership. of the machine right and someone who you know who could train somebody down the road right as you grow and scale. Right, yeah. And it's probably, it is probably a different type of person, maybe two, maybe two different people there. But if you keep it, uh, you know, if you keep the operation cost low at the very beginning, that's what yeah. I was kind of no, thinking. no, I understand but, that. But yeah. I, I understand that too. I mean, it's, uh, you're, you're always going to be a trade-off. It's probably very likely you as an owner-operator are going to go through three or four of those people before you find someone who's going to be there. Yep. You know, first of all, there's the whole issue of showing up to work. Okay, people just... I don't know why, for whatever reason, they get a job and they don't want to show up to work. They want to take time off. First thing they ask you, look, if they're asking you for three weeks of vacation on day two, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we, you, you can't, you, you just get rid of them. Yeah. Right, at the, right, at the, right at the very yeah. beginning. If they've had seven jobs in the last seven years, you, you probably don't want to no. put a lot of time into them. Because you're just number eight. <laughs> if, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if they've had five jobs or four jobs in the last four years, you know, so... This is something that you re- I really look for when I'm trying to hire somebody, yep. especially, you know, someone who's even a technician. I'm like, okay, 
um, I'm, I'm a technician. I want to, okay, that's great. I, I still am going to put a lot of time and money into yeah. training you. And you're and going to be putting a lot of money and time into all of these people as right. you go. So choose wisely. Yeah. And if they, if they're off, uh, you know, every year with a new job, yeah. I mean, that's not worth all, it. all, all your time and all your efforts just going to walk out the door when somebody offers them another 25 cents an hour and raise yep. that that's what's going to happen. So, yep. so forget They're about mercenaries. That. You don't want a mercenary. Yeah. Try, try someone who's very interested in the, in the, in the job that's there for the good, for the reason of, you know, pushing the company forward and then reward them when, when we, when we meet, when you meet your objectives, reward them with, you know, whatever, what do you like to do? You know Absolutely. I mean? So, okay. Yeah. So I, 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 I put the operator as the number three and what about uh, number four? Well, I think that's where really when you want to start talking about the th that operations management, but you really need to have the quality side of it. That's what I had. Yeah, quality and logistics. Okay. Yeah, because that's when shipping, it just starts to get, you know, kind of overwhelming and you need to have someone out there, you know, kind yep. of making sure that all the packaging is here, yep. uh, you know, that it's all checked in, yep. that it's all, you know, that, uh, that the boxes are, and actually the shipments are being made. Yes. And then, you know, from the standpoint of, you know, just the... And getting them tested. So I think quality and logistics, quality. that's why I think that that yeah. can be a shared hat for the moment, yeah, I think at so. least initially, because... You want to bring biomass in. You want to quarantine it. You want to test it. You want to know that they're testing it properly. And and you've got to weigh it. you got to get it into your system. You need to start barcoding mm -hmm. and making sure right. that it's going through your system. A lot of the states are requiring, you know, traceability. So chain of custody. Chain of custody. So you want to you want to go ahead and do that. Um, and, you know, like with the IGW software, it's really helpful for the person because it's a software they just basically they'd learn the software yep. so and then they could run that they could do you know basic inventory basic shipping out of there um so that's kind of a uh you know the quality side of it you don't have to be an analytical chemist uh, or something like that to be a quality person but Keep in mind. <laughs> thank, thank you. <laughs> he said, did you hear that? He said, you don't have to be an analytical chemist to be a quality person. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate A quality that. assurance <laughs> person. Oh, or, okay. <laughs> but it helps. I thank you for being yeah. inclusive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have the, yes. Uh, so keeping, I do matter. Yes, you do matter. <laughs> You do matter occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> Just not right now. <laughs> okay, so uh, what it's, and then number five was the accountant. Well, okay. yeah, I would say put in the business operation and then after business that. Op yeah. And so, and you know, oftentimes the, like the batch records and the shipping and all that operation stuff is, if you have a good business person there, they, they would typically take that. I agree. And, and then release the, the owner operator to go out and sell. Bingo. Which is really what you need to do. The owner operator, you know, I'm talking about a small operation. They're yeah. the ones who've got to be doing the selling. So know. assuming that that the owner operator is really the key sales guy, number one sales guy. Yeah. Okay. Then the first hire is the formulator. Yeah. Right. And the second is going to be um, the either. So you've got the formulator. Yep. Or, or and or sales. Yep. Okay. Depending yep. on which which you are, then you've got the operator. Or and or operator manager operator supervisor whatever yeah for the whatever you can get I'm yeah for, about the, for the equipment yeah for the equipment but not only the equipment but the op, the op, yeah the operations the different yeah the different SOPs running the SOPs running SOPs and then you've got uh, quality yeah and logistics yeah 
and then business operations. Right, business accounting. operations. Yep. So, in a small company like that, you're going to be wearing multiple hats. Just make Always. sure that you, as will all of these. Yeah. So you know, make sure you find people who are um, who are going to be flexible. And hey, could you do that? Oh, yeah, I can do that. You know. Yep. Um, yeah, you want people who lean in. Say, yeah. Okay, I'll we'll get it done. We'll yeah. lock, you know, elbows uh, and let's. You don't want to say you don't want to have someone. Say, That's not my job. Yeah. Okay, if that if you got that person, you should probably get rid of them immediately. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. Uh, you know, in a small company, you you wear a lot of hats. So I don't I don't really do that, or I don't do this, or I don't do that. Uh, forget about it. You know, just forget it, about it. No. It, it's four twenty. It's time to light up and go home. Oh, that, that's also another <laughs> issue. <laughs> issue. So we have uh, yeah. So policies. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's we a whole different <laughs> episode of of who not died. right. So uh, somebody had asked me recently, so do you, do, you, do you have a drug policy at your company? I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, look, since people take, um, you know, full spectrum, you know, we yeah. don't really test, we don't do that. But uh, for cocaine and meth, yes. Yes. Yeah, we do that. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and it's a teeth test? Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> Smile. <laughs> Yep, you look okay. <laughs> okay, you're in. Uh, that's good. So that's, so that's uh, that's essentially what we consider to be the top five guys. Top and five hires. This yeah. was a good episode. Yeah, it's kind of you know, kind of yeah. We we did a good job. We got uh, we talked about some of the major things that happen in you know yeah. when you're starting up. You can see how it it is complicated for someone starting up. They're like, okay, yeah. I got something. I want to make it happen. Who do I hire? Yeah. Um, and Boy, it really is a whole lot of trade-offs that you're going to. It really is, and it really depends on where your strengths are and where you want to head. But you've got to you've got to wear all of these hats until you hire somebody to hand that hat to. Right. So it's it it's got to happen when right. you're running a business. That's what it is. Yeah, that's that is the realities of small business, and you know, as your business gets bigger and bigger, um, y- you need to have people who now who will do one or two things, you yep. know, and and do those very very yep. very well. So yeah, yep. that's focus that on profit, profit, profit. Yep. Good stuff. Hey, this was a good episode. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Top five hires. Take care. We got you. Thank you. See ya. Are you stuck in your hemp or cannabis business? Are you not reaching your processing goals? Here at Extract Lab, we offer a free 20 minute CBD jam session. A CBD jam session is a conversation with an industry expert, not a sales call. A conversation where you can talk to us about whatever issues you are having right now and where you are stuck. We will help you uncover any issues you are currently having in your business, create a solution to fit your current scale, develop a future scale-up plan based on your needs, and help you make your processing goals a reality, all while getting your business plan back on track. Schedule your free 20-minute CBD Jam session at one 600 Zero zero three six. Again, that number is one six five one six zero 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 three six.